Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friends, welcome to episode 284 of the Root Cause Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I just want to introduce myself real quick. I'm a root cause clinician and I specialize in helping you to stop masking symptoms and start healing from chronic symptoms and autoimmune diseases. I work with people who have tried it all and still aren't at the level of health and wellness that they desire. So we work together using non-traditional approaches, including functional nutrition, functional wellness, energy medicine, and traditional naturopathy to help you start your own root cause revolution, rebalance your body so you can heal it for good. So if you're done with band-aids and ready for real healing solutions, I can help. Today we're talking about heartburn, particularly we're talking about heartburn medications. Um, this Heartburn medications are really an epidemic. Uh, you know, I, I did... Um, almost 150 episodes ago, I think. Almost, yeah. Oh, closer to 125 episodes ago. Uh, I did an episode on proton pump inhibitors and antacids uh, and other heartburn medications. And we talked about the major consequences of using those things long term. Recently, I polled my Instagram audience and still about 40% of those who answered the poll are still using these types of medications to squelch their stomach acid, to stop acid reflux, heartburn, um, all of those kind of things, indigestion that go in kind of lumped together in that same category. So I want to bust this myth right out of the gate. Stomach acid is actually good for you. Contrary to popular belief, stomach acid is actually good for you. And proton pump inhibitors that are inhibiting stomach acid, they're not actually helping your heartburn. I mean, sure, they they stop it in the moment or they can prevent it from happening, but they're causing you a lot of downstream problems. And they're not even treating the reason why you have those type of heartburn uh, reflux type symptoms. See, stomach acid is needed to break down food. And that helps you for a couple different ways. Number one, it helps you from developing pathogenic infections. Okay, so without stomach acid, you have a much higher incident of food poisoning and other type of infections. Uh, number two, without stomach acid, you don't have B12, and you might be familiar with B12 as kind of that energy, um, energy giving vitamin, right? When you're kind of fatigued or whatever, oftentimes doctors will run a serum B12, which, by the way, serum B12 doesn't mean a lot. Um, and it also signals to the rest of your digestive organs kind of down the track, literally on down your digestive tract, to release their juices. So when you have um, acid reflux and you do something to stop it, right, when you um, chronically, temporarily, or suppress the symptoms, more often than not, you are setting yourself up for really negative long-term consequences. I can't tell you the number of patients that I speak to and clients that I have that have have using proton pump inhibitors as a root cause, uh, have squelching their heartburn as a root cause. And by, by squelching heartburn, 
I don't want you to, to suffer with heartburn. I'm not asking you to sit there and be in pain. What I'm asking you to do is notice that symptom of pain in your body and notice that that is a warning sign from your body that something's wrong and requires further investigation. If you just mask the symptoms and put it off till later, then eventually you will get to the point where you can't ignore it anymore because now you have an, a much larger problems on your hands. And you might not even connect it to... Um, a bigger problem. If we just take a minute to look at the official complications of taking those kind of medications, we're looking at uh, micronutrient deficiency because you can't get the vitamins that you need if you don't have good, strong stomach acid or your body just can't pull it from your food. Headaches, rashes, skin issues, dizziness, nausea, abdominal pain, uh, anything from constipation to diarrhea. So we're looking at irregular bowel movements. Now, if you think back to drainage and energy information episodes, then you know that without having good, regular, well-formed bowel movements one, two, or more times a day, you are not getting rid of the toxins in your body. And what happens when we have a buildup of toxins? toxins in our body. You get sick, right? You start to, your body starts to use other methods of storing and hiding those toxins. You might gain weight, you might have hormone issues. Um, you might have uh, psoriasis or eczema or some kind of skin disease. You might start to have pain and swelling of your joints leading to rheumatoid or osteoarthritis. Any of these things can happen. You might have migraines. Um, all of these things are related to issues inside your body. You'll also be way more susceptible to every single cold and flu and virus thing that is floating around up to and including parasitic infections. I have seen clients and patients in my practice that have been on these types of medications for two, three, four, seven, twelve, up to even 20 years. It's not even... Uh, it's off-label after one year, just just so you know. It's off-label after one year. So that is an incredible oversight on whoever is prescribing that. I don't tell you all this information to scare you. I can sometimes get off on a soapbox and rattle off on five minutes worth of, of things that you um, are doing that are dangerous for you. I do that because... I want you to truly experience health and wellness, truly experience health and wellness. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. There's about 13 billion a year spent on acid stopping medications like Nexium, Prilosec and all the things that are kind of lumped up into that category. Um, and so it's, you know, the, the big message that I want you to get here is that it frequently shows up as a root cause for disease. And even though we say that, and you know, even though that I've put that message out there, like I said, I think it was 120 or so episodes ago, because of the marketing that is used for these medications, uh, marketing to both physicians and the public, it's widely believed that you have to have acid reflux medication if you have heartburn. Um, and that's the only way to relieve it, it's also frequently believed that it's caused by too much stomach acid. And that's not true either. Uh, numerous studies, I mean, piles of studies have shown without a shadow of a doubt that reflux is not too much stomach acid. In fact, usually it's too little stomach acid and the stomach sit, uh, the food sits in the stomach too long and putrefies, which then sends stomach acid refluxing up into the esophagus. Um, but you do have to know that using these long-term does make the condition worse. It ends up with you needing an escalating amount of prescriptions or over-the-counter medications for your whole life, which tends to be kind of a pretty neat strategy from the drug companies, right? Um, if you don't know this yet, know this now. Cures are not profitable. 
You see, our human suits were designed to have nice, strong, acidic gastric juices because that is what is necessary to completely digest our food into those, think back to like sixth grade science, those critical amino acids that we need to run our body. So with the ongoing use of proton pump inhibitors, antacids, and all of those things, people become vulnerable to different deficiencies, which leads to a cascade effect, right? Um, They become deficient in essential amino acids, so oftentimes we'll see that on a lab report as needing more protein. Usually the people are taking in plenty of protein, not always, but most of the time, it's just that their body is not able to break it down because of their gastric juices or because they're lowering those gastric juices. And when things can't be broken down into the proper form in the stomach, by the time it reaches the intestines, it does a couple different things. If you have low stomach acid and that food passes into your intestines, which it does, then instead of being um, little amino acid chunks that can pass through the tight junctions and out into the bloodstream to be used for building blocks for the rest of your body, and that's a very elementary uh, explanation, but just a a very generalized step-by-step, then what happens is it's like a whole chunk of white bread, and that goes and knocks off kind of that shag carpeting that is um, protects our intestinal lining. And pretty soon you have major issues with leaky gut. Those bigger uh, cells, instead of being amino acids, there's a bigger protein or a clump of amino acids that comes through. Your body doesn't recognize it. Your immune system gets on point because the alarm sounds that there is something unnecessary and unknown in the bloodstream. And you have a cascade effect of inflammation and autoimmune disease or just chronic symptoms that you can never figure out kind of where they go. Um, Other things that can happen, key minerals like magnesium, vitamins like B12, um, all of those things are found in food and they are extracted from food into our body through our digestive system. Uh, Magnesium, zinc, insulin resistance, um, which insulin resistance leads to diabetes and ultimately heart disease, Um, all of these things can be happening even if you're eating a very nutrient-rich diet because it's not about the first step is what you put into your body, but if you can't digest and absorb and convert those nutrients to get them past the cell membrane, it doesn't really matter if you ate McDonald's or a nice grass-fed burger on a gluten-free bun. So it's really just an example. PPIs, antacids are really good examples where short-term medication designed to briefly let the stomach heal or briefly resolve a problem ends up being used long-term off-label and has huge, huge consequences. So that begs the question, what the heck do we do about it, right? What, how do we fix it? I have a couple options for you. I'm going to go through some of the things that I suggest doing now um, and then also kind of give you a longer term plan. So as always, if you ever need one-on-one help, please do reach out. But I try to make some DIY stuff available for y'all because I know you're busy and your hours may not match up with mine and that's okay too. So first things first, we have to wean off the heartburn medication. This will likely uh, mean that you need to dramatically change the food that goes in your mouth. Um, So you have to take a really hard look at the nutrients that you're putting in. I'm not really a big fan of dieting or, you know, restricting in any way, but increasing the things that are good for you and allowing them to slowly push out the bad. So for example, if you normally have a sandwich and chips every day, keep doing your sandwich and chips, but start with a big salad and then eat your sandwich and then eat your chips, right? Eventually some of those chips or some of that sandwich will have to go away. 
I'm using that as a very basic example. Another thing you can do is start taking a digestive enzyme with each one of your meals. Um, in the class I put together for you on how to um, stop heartburn in its tracks and how to wean yourself off of these type of medications, you will get um, lab information on labs you can do to help pinpoint what's causing your heartburn. You can get supplement direct links information as well as protocols for getting rid of this heartburn, for getting rid of the need to be on this medication, um, including addressing the energetics, addressing the lifestyle, addressing your nutrition, um, weaning down to half a dose, and then weaning the medication uh, off completely. It comes with a full video, all the things. <laughs> Um, the second thing you want to consider is drainage pathways. So like I said, if the top of the drainage funnel is blocked and you can think of it as drainage pathways, meaning the internal cellular drainage out of the body, you know, into and out of the body, or you can think of it as more of a 10,000 foot view as in drainage from your mouth to having a bowel movement. Uh, if it doesn't go in your mouth and get chewed up the right way, then it doesn't hit the stomach the right way. If there's not stomach acid enough to break it down, then it doesn't hit the intestines the right way. And then it doesn't come out in the form of a bowel movement in the right way, taking all of the waste materials with it. So the second thing I would recommend is checking out drainage and energy. Um, you can either go back and listen to that episode, and I will link it in the show notes, or you could take the drainage and energy class. Um, it's just the price of a copay. I'll have that linked in the show notes as well. Um, and inside, same thing, you'll find all the places and ways that you can run labs and look at labs and work on this and your own DIY slow-paced method. Another thing you might think to look for is heading over to our Women's Wellness Circle. That's our pre free private Facebook group. And inside that group, you have access to Open Office Hours Friday, where you can ask me a question and get it answered right there in the group. Um, and of course, we do our 12 healthy habits where we're adding a habit each and every month until we have added 12 healthy habits over the course of a year. And all of those will go to serve your body well. Now, when you are healing heartburn, there is an order of operations. You have to stack new habits and techniques one at a time for maximum success. So think of addressing the energetics, adding stuff like diaphragmatic breathing, gratitude for the meal, uh, emotional release, uh, mantras, and then other energetic support options. Then after you've got that down, before you make any other changes, you want to address lifestyle so you can lab test if you need you want to keep your gut moving you want to chew your food you want to make sure you're not eating two hours before bedtime you want to avoid excessive fluids with meals you want to wait one hour between eating a meal and exercising then the third step is to address nutrition so looking at the balance of plants on your plate looking at your caffeine looking at your fermented foods your alcohol your ultra processed foods all of those things to be addressed, and then you start weaning off your medication. You see how that works? So it's a very step-by-step -step process in order to make sure you do it successfully. It seems like your heartburn may have started overnight, but I assure you it didn't, and so it also is important to know that you, um, you can't heal it overnight. It didn't start overnight, you can't heal it overnight, right? So I hope, I hope, 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 this, is, this helps you to at least be open to the idea that that medication is not serving you um, and is causing more harm than good. As always, I am rooting for you, friends. I hope to see you in the wellness circle. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. 
Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.